Hello, I'm co-host Brooklyn Arroyo, and this is 100 Alumni Voices Podcast, Stories That Inspire, where we explore the personal and professional journeys of a diverse group of 100 doctoral alumni from Johns Hopkins University. Today, we're joined by Gabriela Salmon, PhD in international health and currently working as a researcher at Pontificia Universidad Católica del Perú. Welcome to the Futures Podcast. I'm so excited to be able to work with you today. Thank you very much for the invitation. Of course. Um, (laughs) So I I really just, I'm excited to hear about your journey of, of entering international health and what led you to want to study that as a PhD? Um, on, well, let's see. I, I studied biology in my undergrad in a uh, university in Peru that was mainly um, oriented to agriculture. Um, but I always had an interest in epidemiology, even though I wasn't really sure what it was. And I got the opportunity to work at the Naval Medical Research Unit in Peru as, a, as an assistant for the program. Um, so I decided to start working there and try to figure out um, what if, if that was something I was interested in. I was more interested in, in areas of conservation and in biodiversity conservation. Um, but um, I started to find out about uh, what they were doing there and epidemiology, and I got very interested in epidemiology of infectious diseases and so on. And you know, the link with, mm-hmm. uh, of course, the environment and biodiversity, and of course, uh, many mm-hmm. various um, <laughs> infectious agents and and vectors and uh, reservoirs that there are. So that's that's how it sort of uh, started, and I was very lucky also to have very good mentors along the way who uh, you know got me interested in in international health mm-hmm. definitely I think that mentorship has come up in a lot of other podcasts and is really important for people's journey and do you feel like now you've had opportunities of being on the other side of that mentorship and, and mentoring other people uh, yes Yes, I have, and uh, it's it's usually you're supposed to be mentoring all the people, but honestly, you never stop learning either, and Mm -hmm. I like that very much. Very true. Yes. So, within your PhD, what sort of work were you were you studying, researching, and and doing? And do you feel like it's influenced the work that you're still doing today? Uh, Yes. Well, when I was for my PhD studies, I worked on dengue, uh, the epidemiology of dengue in an area in Peru where it had, you know, in, been reintroduced recently and had grown population. Um, and it was uh, a very, I liked it very much because, you know, we, we got information on the epidemiology, the location of the cases, um, and I actually um, 
studied this you know, component on migration and people moving into the to this area uh, were coming from areas where they were not, uh, they, they hadn't been exposed before to dengue. So you basically had an incoming population that was naive to to the to the uh, to the virus. So it was a very very interesting to, to see how that um, how that happened. Mm -hmm. So exactly what does the work that you're doing now look like? What does your day to day and and your overall focus entail? Well, uh, right now I'm, I'm involved in uh, a couple of projects. One of them is uh, very different, uh, I would say, because it's more, um, it's focused on um, gender-based violence, but again, as mm. my previous work is related to an uh, issue uh, in the environment, which is uh, water scarcity. Um, and I've worked with uh, researchers from uh, the UK, from the US, and from Indonesia, and from Peru. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a work that we're conducting in Indonesia and Peru, and we're finishing it up, and it has been very interesting. Uh, I'm currently living in Spain, so I kind of have to work in three times. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, and I'm also involved in a project in Peru looking at uh, emerging sections um, in, uh, in the Amazon Basin. An image um, funded project with Mariana de Villa, who's leading that in, in the Catholic. And um, it's also uh, a very interesting project that you know, involves mm -hmm. a lot of things that I've been working previously. Yeah, so um, I'm interested to hear about how your influence on, on health and STEM and international health have impacted your project looking at gender-based violence and that sort of work. Um, I think that's a really... Uh, powerful topic and I'm interested on and what sort of specific research you're doing in there. Yeah, well that came from a previous collaboration that I had with Dr. Paula Palman in uh, mm -hmm. uh, Loyola University in Chicago. And um, I had worked with her before and she has uh, done a lot of work in the Amazon Basin. So we knew each other and she um, called this call for to collaborate and uh, we thought it would be an interesting topic. It was something, of, of course, new for me, but um, mm -hmm. it's something that has compelled me before. It's a very important public health problem. Um, mm -hmm. So I decided to, to go for it. Um, and, you know, it's and definitely it's, the interesting thing is, you know, looking at it in Indonesia or in Peru, it's, you know, it, there are several things to underlie and how, how these um, dynamics and these patterns go on um, to, you know, to, to create this divide and this issue for women, which end up um, impacting their health and their development. Mm -hmm. Definitely. That, that it's interesting to hear that perspective of it's not just uh, a horrible thing that exists that's happened socially, but also it impacts people's general physical health as well and well-being. Um, so really, do you feel that when it, when you went about approaching staying in academia, was it a choice or do you think that it just sort of happened that you stayed in that researcher position? Um, it was, um, I mean, I, this is 
see what I like best uh, mm-hmm. doing research. Um, and, you know, if I could choose, I want to do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yes, it has been uh, a choice, even though it's hard, it's difficult, especially in, in Peru. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of, you know, it's not a very stable <laughs> situation. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, I still would want to, to continue doing it uh, if, you know, if I can at least. Uh, you know, if I can get away with it, I want to do it. So I really mm-hmm. like my work. Definitely, because it sounds like you're doing some important work, and and who can get away from <laughs> research like that? So, has there been any surprises for you on any of your projects that have really been a pivotal point in your research? Uh, I, I was just thinking when you mentioned that um, if there have been things that have been unexpected that usually well, we still work with thinking about that most of the things are um, you know that somehow uh, don't end up working as planned so mm-hmm. it's, um, but um, in, I, I probably what I would not have expected, even though you know I've been working on emerging infections and uh, uh, even training for other response. Uh, is um, finding myself a couple of years ago um, in lockdown in the city and giving classes online on how to respond to an outbreak in the pandemic. The pandemic definitely impacted a lot of of everyone really I think that no matter what you were doing at that time it was going to drastically change the way that you were doing it and in a lot of ways it helped us grow as professionals and people because we were forced into these new positions so is there a favorite part of the projects you're doing right now do you have a favorite do you try not to choose favorites <laughs> uh, of the projects that I'm doing yes as long as they get to um, the parts that I like best actually of any project usually the field work and um the, also the, the design at the beginning and they're you know, trying to answer the question. But I really enjoy every part of it and then writing the, the reports and the papers mm-hmm. and, or, you know, some students get interested in a specific topic and then they start developing something from there. I, I just really like that, that process as well. Definitely. Well, it's good that you enjoy also the writing of the papers part because sometimes that can be the the least fun part of the entire project. (laughs) But have you found there to be any challenges for you when it comes to this work, whether that be implementation or applying knowledge or perhaps even not even being well-equipped for the subject area? What have been the challenges for you within your research? Yeah, well, lately what I've found is that I want to learn more skills. I want to learn new mm-hmm. tools because I feel like I'm kind of outdated <laughs> in terms of how to get the data and analyze data and the software that I'm using or, you know, 
Um, so I guess, yeah, have to keep on learning new things, um, new uh, coding, how to communicate. Mm -hmm. Definitely. What is the best career advice you would have for people who are in the first phases of entering academia or have, you know, thought about entering academia as a, from, from a researcher's standpoint? And how would you go about being in that space authentically and, and, and working in a fulfilling manner? Um, I would say go for what you what, go for what you love, go for what you want, what moves you. Mm -hmm. um, I'm also a very practical person, so sometimes you know if it's if it's gonna take you know several steps to go to where you want and you'll have to build from there, it's it. Uh, but you know, you'll just enjoy the ride and you'll keep learning. I mean it's, it's just learn um, in every step along the different things that you may do. Definitely. Again, back to the, you're constantly learning. We're always growing and we, we never stop being a student. So do you have any common myths about your job? Do you feel that sometimes you explain what you do to people and people don't quite understand what actually you do? And, and if you could address those. We're, I don't know, it feels like uh, most of us are now leaving urban centers and we don't really think that this is part of our environment which mm -hmm. is, and we interact with it um, so it's hard to get that through and now that I got into the topic of you know, gender-based um, and the, uh, you know the currency of the research it's even harder <laughs> and so you start talking about and then it's like oh and, but the nice thing though is that um, you start talking about it, and usually there's uh, a lot of people who, you know, kind of see the, you know, start to connect the dots, and you're like, oh, oh, I hadn't thought about it that way. And um, yep, I, I like that. <laughs> yeah. So I think that the, those are all really interesting points to make about people's perception of, of not only the work you're doing, but also research. I, I definitely think that sometimes people misinterpret what research in academia means and think that it's just one thing you know or research in general is just some guy in a lab coat mixing chemicals together so I think that those are really important important points to make so basically the grand finale of each interview and and I really want to thank you again for for bringing all your points and, and thoughts and perspectives to the podcast but the last question is, what inspires you right now? Um, my children. <laughs> it's a good my answer. My children, <laughs> uh, You know, um, well, the future. I hope they can become good citizens and that guys can, you know, will um, trying to build a better place for them to be and that they will be you know passionate about it as, as I am whatever they decide to do and they can walk. definitely well I think that with all your passion and knowledge they'll they'll definitely will be and throughout each episode I see that more and more people that I interview and you included are just really pa passionate and excited for what the future could hold and and the next generation. And I think that's a very shared 
you know, sentiment that we don't really know what could happen in the future, but there's a lot of hope with that. And I think that's something that we need in this world is hope. So thank you again for, for coming on to the Futures podcast. And, and I really enjoyed speaking with you today. Thank you very much.